1: Hey, it's
0: Kevin Hart. In this basketball season, Chase Freedom Unlimited is helping me cash back all my game tickets. Plus, tickets for 23 of my biggest fans to cheer me on while I enjoy the game. Find your seats. I appreciate the support, people. Eat that pretzel. This will never get old. Use more napkins. Okay, this is starting to get old. Say the tagline. Cash back like a pro with Chase Freedom Unlimited. Chase, make more of what's yours.
1: Restrictions and limitations apply. Cards are issued by JPMorgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC.
2: Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre.
3: What's up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Monday, August 23rd. Coming off a fun, fun, kind of tiring weekend. Your boy was in Vegas. Uh, you guys know I enter the gambling contest in Vegas, um, so you got to go out there to sign up. You can't do it uh, over the internet. And you got to get a proxy to enter, so I went and saw my guy. And, of course, we made it like a little fox gathering, um, as you guys saw on the Instagram post, obviously. Um, it was fun. Vegas, a little warm. Um, I will just say I did not know you had to wear a mask everywhere all the time, uh, indoors, that is. Which made it a little kind of annoying, but hey, I get it, you know, the stuff is not fun. Um, the pool scene was good. Um, I, I didn't stay on the strip. Uh, I didn't do too much partying. But, you know, listen, it was a it was a business trip. Um, a lot of gambling, made a bunch of futures wagers. I posted one uh, on, on the Instagram stories about Baker Mayfield winning MVP. I know he's a long shot. I get it. That's fine. I'm just telling you guys, and we'll get into it. Throughout the week with the guests, starting uh, with Kevin Clark today from the ringer. You guys are going to love Kevin Clark. Smart guy. I've known him for, I don't know, probably 10 years. And I will say this before I get back to the Baker Mayfield. When I announced the soccer team purchase uh, of Nikoxa, who, by the way, won on Sunday. Thrilling game against an awful opponent that they should have buried. And they had so many opportunities. They only won one, nothing. But incredible start. they won three straight. They are currently, I think, like seventh or eighth in the league. Um, one of the first texts I got when I posted it was from Kevin Clark. He's just a good dude. Um, and, you, you know, it's easy to drop a DM or a tweet to somebody, hey, congrats, awesome. When you get the text, it's a little more personal. Clark, good guy. I've known him for a while. You guys are going to love it. Uh, okay, quickly, back to Baker Mayfield. Everybody says, oh, it's got Pat Mahomes MVP or Aaron Rodgers. First of all, Aaron Rodgers is not winning another. They're not giving him back-to-back MVPs. Not happening. Um, It's a situation with the Cleveland Browns schedule. Baker Mayfield in year two under Stefanski. Healthy running backs. Incredible offensive line. Healthy Odell Beckham. A defense that should be very good. And I just think Baker has a very good year. I don't think he's going to do 5,000 yards, 45 touchdowns, nothing like that. He doesn't have to. But if they win 11 or 12 games, as I believe they will, Baker will 1,000% be in the MVP discussion. If you remember, Josh Allen was in the MVP discussion last year significantly. Okay? It ended up going Aaron Rodgers. He had the best year of his career. Packers were the number one seed. You basically got to be one of the top seeds, And I am a believer in the Browns. And I'm not just buying the hype. I know the history. We'll get into it with Clark and other guests. But things look good for Baker Mayfield. So that's just what I did make some college futures bets. And again, you guys know how the futures market works for the gamblers out there. I'm not making $500 future bets and tying up that kind of money long-term. I'm just not for four or five months. I'm just not doing that. Uh, it doesn't, it's not cost effective in for at least me, maybe for high rollers listening to this podcast guys worth, you know, five, six, seven million $7 million. Hey, you do whatever you want with your money. I'm not making a $500 futures bet on Baker Mayfield. I will put some, a few shekels on a couple teams to win the Super Bowl. uh, MVP Heisman. Um, I, I made two week one bets. I'm not going to reveal just yet. Um, I, I Listen, I, I'm so geeked for the NFL, guys. I think you have no idea. You'll be able to tell from this conversation. Here it is, me and Kevin Clark from The Ringer.
0: Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Hey, it's Kevin Hart. In this basketball season, Chase Freedom Unlimited is helping me cash back all my game tickets. Plus, tickets for 23 of my biggest fans to cheer me on while I enjoy the game. Find your seeds. I appreciate the support, people. Eat that pretzel. This'll never get old. Use more napkins. Okay, this is starting to get old. Say the tagline. Cash back like a pro with Chase Freedom Unlimited. Chase, make more of what's yours. Restrictions and limitations
1: apply. Cards are issued by JPMorgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on-and-off-road adventure. Go to tirerack.com slash Colin to see their BF Goodrich test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's tirerack.com slash Colin. Tirerack.com, the way tire buying should be.
2: What are you looking for in a new smart TV? 4K picture quality, high quality and immersive sound, a sleek design.
4: Jason likes to think he knows everything when it
2: comes to sports.
3: I know what sports fans
4: want,
2: but for everything he doesn't, he knows a guy who does. Let's just say I know a guy who knows a guy who knows another guy.
3: All right, let's welcome into Straight Fire a guy who uh, you've known him, Wall Street Journal, The Ringer. He's, I mean, he's pretty famous, you know, he covers the NFL. I mean, I expect to see him on some late night talk shows. Kevin Clark, the jet setter, left L.A., the only person I know who left Los Angeles in the last year for New York, where it's, I think, six months out of the year freezing. Kevin, are you cold yet in New York?
4: No, there's a tropical storm hitting today. Oh, um, right. okay. So, yeah. no, it's 80 degrees. There's just almost a hurricane happening. So, it's fine.
3: Wow. And while you're doing that, uh, you're following the NFL, obviously, Kevin, uh, one of the preeminent NFL voices, I would say, right? It, would you agree with that
4: statement? <laughs> well, I agree that I'm one of the preeminent NFL voices. Yeah, I would agree that I'm an NFL voice. I'm one of many. I'm in Jeez. the big. I mean, I'm in the mixed in with the potpourri of NFL writers. We're all one big potpourri. Pot. Wow, We're one I mean, big that is pot. the first
3: ever mention of the word potpourri on this podcast well done uh kevin way to bring bring up the uh discourse a, l- a little bit um all right let's start with um let's just jump right into yeah. it you wrote about joe burrow and zach taylor yeah. um i bet that probably foolishly that joe judge would be the first coach mm. fired you know the giants don't usually do that kind of thing but i'm just a jets fan and hoping for their demise mm. uh zach taylor's in of trouble no
4: he, he better figure this thing out quickly, um, because I'm to agreement with you, because I think what happens now, you know this more than anybody. You were around for the Gase era, and I'm not comparing the two. <laughs> All I'm saying is, when you start screwing around with young quarterbacks, the heat comes quick. And yes. for Burrow, so I spent some time with Burrow, I spent some time with the offensive coordinator, Brian Callahan, who I liked, um, and I thought that, and, and, and Taylor as well, and I think there's an honesty there that I actually was surprised by and found refreshing. Like, those guys were basically like, yeah, the opening of camp sucked. And Burrow, who's as blunt as anybody I've ever met at the quarterback position, was saying, okay, you know what, I, I didn't have, it wasn't necessarily ghost pains or anything like that, but it was a mental block for him in the sense early in camp that his superpower is his vision, right? Like he can diagnose plays. We saw it at LSU, and he didn't have that for the first two weeks of camp, 10 days of camp, whatever it is. He said, I just saw a wall of people, Probably, probably what you and I see if we try to play quarterback, right, where he didn't know who was who in the pocket. And I think that's really fascinating. And he said it's come along over the past couple of weeks, or past couple of days, rather, and that it's getting better. But I was surprised at the level of bluntness and honesty about the need to get this thing going when I was in Cincinnati. And so I actually like that. I think it's encouraging. You know, I talk about this all the time, but the, the best writing or best comments I've ever heard about turning a team around were from Bill Parcells. And he said that you have to be honest with everybody in the organization or else you're, you're going to fail. Like you have to be just blunt honesty. This is what we need, or else there's going to be so much passive aggressive behavior that that nothing's ever going to happen. And so I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm not saying it's going to be turned around in Cincinnati. I'm just saying that I I very rarely get to a camp where everybody's like, yeah, this has sucked so far. And I strangely (laughs) thought that, that that to me was an encouraging sign. Cause I've been to a lot of camps, Jason, where things have sucked. And they've been like, yeah, you know, it's pretty good. We're doing fine. Um, So the fact that that everybody was honest about that and honest about the improvement, to me, was slightly encouraging.
3: So I'm just reading between the lines here. So Joe Burrow, obviously leader and blunt. Zach Taylor on the hot seat. And the Bengals drafted Joe Burrow's friend from LSU at the top of the draft. So basically, if Joe Burrow says, hey, Zach Taylor, he's not getting it done. We need to go get Joe Brady right um i mean that's the guy's name who's going to come up right the carolina
4: oc who was with him at lsu that would that would seem to fit i mean we have to see what happens in carolina i mean if joe brady if that if that carolina situation is a mess and, and they don't turn darnold into anything then i think that that, that yeah, connection okay. that connection starts to cool a little bit um but i i yes i i agree that that would be one of the first names but i think that the, listen why i'm not saying brian dable will take it he's going to have a ton of options but i would look at a brian dable i mean there's a lot of good there's no shortage of quarterback gurus available for this for this right. job for that job
3: why didn't dable why didn't dable
4: get a job in the offseason so, did he yeah. even interview anywhere uh, well, I think he thought, he, I think the, the natural link was the Chargers job. Everybody thought he was going to get that. And then Brandon right. Staley was was good um, and, and kind of talked. I, I think people said that Brandon Staley interviewed so well that, that they weren't surprised that, that he got in there. I think that the Bills' success last year, getting the AFC title game, we've seen this over the last decade, if you get far in the playoffs, it works against your assistants. I mean, there's a reason, even going back, I mean, they've changed the rules a little bit, but remember, the Niners, basically, when they hired Kyle Shanahan, they basically had one candidate, and they said, okay, we're going to wait for you, buddy, and everybody knew he was going to get hired, but that's Mm -hmm. what you have to do, you have to take the plunge, because these teams want to start building, and so... It, in a weird way might work out this year if the bills go out earlier for brian dayball or if they win the super bowl there might be a team that's going to say you know what we're gonna we're gonna wait the process out and we're gonna we're gonna wait on brian dayball but uh i think that that has has led to it i think brian dayball is gonna be an awesome head coach yeah. when i mean he can just, the thing is if you can fix the quarterback anywhere you will be yeah. an awesome head coach because you solve the biggest problem and so i don't I, I literally don't worry about anything else, unless he's a leadership disaster, which I don't think he is. In fact, I think that when I talk to guys there about day Bowl, about how you know last year sucked so much as far as practice and and meetings stuff like that, and he was getting guys on speakerphone and they're trying to simulate being in a room and a walkthrough. Like I kind of like that out of day Bowl. and so I, I, I do think he'll be a good coach.
3: And and sometimes, and you know this in life, like not getting a job opportunity, like not getting Houston or Detroit to just be head over heels in right. love with you's probably a good thing if Chicago comes <laughs> open this offseason with Justin Fields you know i, I mean or Joe Burrow's mm-hmm. job uh, in Cincinnati
4: like that's way better than Detroit or Houston or I mean. Kyler Murray i would say my my oh, my wow. my, You're down on my Cardinals, huh? i am down on your cardinals um oh
3: man i was i was just talking with someone uh very close to the cardinals organization they're worried about week 1 i was just in Vegas this weekend kevin and i bet on the Arizona Cardinals week one in Tennessee. And my Cardinals friend said, Hey, Jay, have you looked at how many teams in week one West coast are traveling East? And I was like, I have not looked. And he's like, it's like five teams. Cardinals are one of them. They're in trouble.
4: I was like, Ooh. So why are you down on the Cardinals? Uh, I just, I just haven't seen much. I mean, I, so I was down on the cliff hire to begin with and then cliff showed me something. He, he, he adjusted well, truly. I mean, like I I'm, I'm happy to admit when I'm wrong and he showed me something early on where he was making adjustments week to week. The offense was getting better in his first season. I said, Hey, maybe this can work. Maybe, maybe, maybe that this is, this was an okay hire and and Cliff Kingsbury really can be a quarterback guru. And I just, I feel like everything has been stagnant since then. I I don't think, uh, I think there's some talent in Arizona, but not a whole lot, not to get them. I mean, I, I think look at that division. Okay. If, if Cliff and Kyler were in the AFC South, I'd say hell yeah, let's do this. Let's do this right now. Bet on them all you want, right? But they're going to get the crap knocked out of them because they. And I don't know where those easy wins come from against Seattle, San Francisco, or or Los Angeles. I don't think they have the roster talent. I don't know necessarily how much someone like a JJ Watt or an AJ Green have to give at this stage of their career. Even though JJ Watt can play a role, certainly. Um, I I just I don't see it. I just don't see a path. And you know the way the way I look at it, Jason, when, I, when I'm predicting the teams that I think are going to be really good elite. I just think of how many questions they have to answer. And with the Cardinals, it's not just the roster questions. It's not just the coaching questions. It's not just, I mean, I I, I think Kylo Murray has a chance to be a superstar, but I think it's just also situational. Where do those easy wins come from once you get into division play?
3: Okay, so the counter would be they were very good last year after the – I think it was the Hail Mary win Mm -hmm. against the Bills. A little lucky, obviously. Um, And they were poised for greatness. And then down the stretch, uh, I would argue lack of leadership in the locker room. You know, it's tough to rally behind Cliff Kingsbury, who's never won a (laughs) squad anywhere, you know. So they bring in A.J. Green and J.J. Watt, and you could argue what does A.J. Green want. I think he's 0 for the playoffs in his career, right, Um, with uh, Dalton. But J.J. Watt is at least a veteran who's been like the preeminent player in the league. I, is le- could leadership have just been lacking down the stretch when they were, I think they cratered, lost like five or yeah, seven I, in season? I
4: think leadership, I think culture is, is, first of all, massive. I don't want to discount that. But culture and talent need to go hand in hand. And I just don't think, I don't. I think that they are so far behind the other teams in that division as far as that goes that the culture may not matter, if that makes sense.
3: Wow. Um, all right. So what's Seattle's culture? Russell Wilson is complaining. The <laughs> has, uh, made Jamal Adams the highest paid safety, I think in NFL history. And, you know, he couldn't card yeah. you in coverage. Uh, sacks, I, I, yeah. I don't see, I don't see what's going on. Why everybody loves Seattle so they can put up points. So can Arizona. Um, yeah. Uh, why, why should I love Seattle?
4: Um, better coaching staff, better quarterback. Um, I, the Jamal Adams thing is a little strange to me. He did. I mean, he has put up some, some, pretty good sack numbers, historic relative yes. to to the safety position over the past couple of years. Um, I don't think that they can be in the elite of of the NFC West. I think that the Rams and the Niners are, are better than they are uh, as well, but I think they're better than Arizona. It was funny. I think Russ is kind of all in. And it was funny because I was on Cowherd. About oh. a, I, 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 I was on Cowherd about a month ago and uh, one of the producers was like, you know, Colin was talking. I did an interview with Russell Wilson about, about six weeks ago. And he was like, you know, Colin was talking about your your piece. And I was like, That's okay, whatever. I mean, it was like a 10-minute interview. It wasn't, I didn't think it was anything special. And then I get on and Colin was like, I was talking about it because Russell Wilson said the word awesome 12 times. And he was so jacked for his team. And it was in total contrast to Aaron Rodgers who showed up and said, I don't want to, you know, whatever. I don't really like this franchise. I, you know, I don't want to blah blah blah. And um I thought it was a really funny a really funny point by Colin I don't necessarily I, I I thought that the way he spun that was really funny to me that's why Colin's the goat that is why Colin is the goat is he can take <laughs> a 10 minute interview with Russell Wilson and turn it into an Aaron Rodgers point but uh, yeah once
3: it turned into a sixth grade yep. word awesome what, my, what you know, my kids are
4: saying that what about. Russell Wilson was talking about was like he's talking about Jared, Gerald Everett all of a sudden he's talking about DK Metcalf all of a sudden and this was mid-July or whatever it was right after the Euro Championship because we're talking about that game um, whenever that was in mid-July, but he was in optimism mode, and I think he will be in optimism mode until February, when the season is over, and then and then that can we can figure that out later. But I I, I do think that once. Wilson got to camp I think he realized and I would say Rodgers is the same way I mean I think that there's a again a lack of passive aggressive behavior in Green Bay that we've seen where they're all committed to this season and maybe it's a last dance style thing but I think Rodgers got everything out into the open and now it's just time for ball and I would say the same thing in Seattle hmm.
3: okay so uh again I like to push back and counter so <laughs> Russell Wilson basically uh Pete Carroll picked up his phone Pete Carroll's mm-hmm. married to Russell Wilson Pete Carroll saw a couple girls' numbers in there in the text and phone calls, and it's like, wait, what's going on here? And Russ was like, hey, you know, I'm I'm looking around. Uh, I'm not ready to commit. And now they got through that tough period, and they're, you know, putting a, a happy face on it, but I just don't see how all of a sudden, I think they all they got was a right guard, right? Is that all they picked up? Uh, and and Gerald yeah, Everett? Gerald. <laughs> really? That, that's going to make Russell Wilson happy when he was demanding a trade three well, months ago, Kevin? What, what is that? So,
4: I think there's a couple of things. Number one, this shows you the limits of superstar empowerment I guess you could say in the NFL in the NFL in the NFL in the sense that these guys are under contract you could in theory unless you uh, negotiated in and this has happened before um certainly with, with some of these guys is is say no franchise tag um which is an important thing to get but if you're under contract there's a couple of things to know number one is it's not going to be like the NBA look at what happened when Rogers they leaked the Rodgers, whatever, however it leaked, it leaked he was unhappy on, on draft night. And the Packers got two calls, two calls. If LeBron was unhappy, wouldn't the Lakers get 28 calls? Wouldn't they get 29 no, I calls? I, mean, I think they get uh, more than two. Yes, more than two. No, wait a second. Who were the two calls, Denver and? Uh, the report, so I believe it was San Francisco and I, I think Carolina. I think. Oh, not Denver. I do not believe Denver made a call. I do okay. not. I could be I thought, wrong on that. Uh, uh, I could be wrong right. on
3: that. I, I For some reason, I think Mark or Schlereth. Oh, Schlereth said thought. they were
4: like at the two-yard line. Yes, yeah. I, that, that's why everybody got excited and I got a. But there was, was another report difficult. that was similar about the Panthers too. I, I think that there was just a lot of chaos there. But we do we do know for certain that there was a call from at with the Niners. We do know that
3: Niners. Yes.
4: So I mean, even the idea of that gets me
3: kind of excited about the possibility of quarterback uh, you know um, musical chairs in the right. NFL next season, right? I mean it's Well we said that about this offseason. But too. We, we say that every offseason,
4: don't we? Like,
3: oh it's gonna happen. No, no, no. It doesn't. It, we we say, want it to every, be the every
4: every November we're like, there is gonna be unprecedented quarterback movement. And then it's yeah. Sam Darnold yeah. going to the Panthers. And Teddy That's Bridgewater going it. to yeah. Denver. It just I mean, it just but it shows right. you But there's a couple of reasons for that. Number one is generally, broadly, the franchise tag keeps guys where they are. That's the purpose of it. You can do it for three years. So, if in theory, if a guy, I remember talking to Aaron Rodgers about this, I think there were two years um, left on his deal when he signed his extension. But then, hypothetically, they could have kept tagging him for three more years. So he could, he would, yeah, that's if he forced, if he quote unquote forced his way into free agency in 2017 or 2018, whenever 2018, whenever he signed his extension, that would have taken five years. He would not yet have done it if he had hatched that plan the year he signed his extension. He wouldn't even be close. And so, yeah, yeah so it ha- yeah. has to be a Kirk Cousins-style extenuating circumstance. And so that shows you, you kind of have to play it like Rodgers, where you just tell everybody, like, I'm really unhappy here and hope that the team agrees to... As the Packers did, quote, review your situation. That's the best you can hope for right now if you're a superstar yeah. quarterback under contract.
3: It's frustrating. Or you have to be like Jimmy G and fail at the end of the Super Bowl and then have them draft your heir apparent, and that's how you get out. Yeah, but by I, the we way, said we, said, we said
4: superstars, Jason.
3: Yes, superstar. He's not a superstar. Where's Jimmy G quarterback in week one, 2022?
4: 2022. Um, so does it not make sense for it to be Houston? Only in the sense, only in the sense that they don't have a first round pick, so they're the only.
0: That was
3: going
4: to be my counter. Oh jeez. They're the only. uh, Hold on, let me let me make sure that that's true. Um, I I think you're right. Let's let's take a look here. It is right.
3: Oh my gosh, that's right. The gift that keeps on giving, Bill O'Brien, right? Wait, I actually think they do have a first round pick.
4: Hold on. Sorry, oh, sorry, Cause, sorry. Because
3: basically they'll be certainly in the mix for the Yeah, New yeah. New All pick. right.
4: Sorry. Let me try that again. Detroit. Let, me, let me do that again. All right. So it makes sense that it could be Houston in the sense that we know that they're gonna be in the quarterback mode. But right. everybody else is going to is gonna be in the mix for Spencer Rattler, um, you know. The, the kid See, from how old? the I mean, kid from Liberty is getting some buzz. Oh, stop, stop! That's a little early. That's, Come on, I know hey, some people are gassing him. Hey, I heard, I heard some yeah. some, some some Trey Lance of twenty twenty two buzz for. Oh gosh, away.
3: I'm going to vomit in my mouth. Um,
4: and hold so, on, wait, wait, wait! Pittsburgh Steelers and Jimmy G could happen. I would say that that it depends where where they where they want to where they want to be. Um, but I don't think they want to rebuild. I don't think they want to rebuild. They have TJ Watt, they're not, they're they're never comfortable taking a huge step back. Maybe, maybe, maybe I know this is so sad. I'm so, I'm so, I hope Jimmy G isn't listening. It's possible because I'm about to say something depressing. It's possible that Jimmy G this time next year is in sort of a Andy Dalton style role. Oh, goodness. See. See, that's why I didn't want that Jimmy is G. Yes, I'm sorry. but it's possible. Well, you know, he's living the dream but out the, there the, in the Bay Area. The problem is, the problem is, right? The problem is, if you are not an absolute superstar, you're always in danger of your t- of signing somewhere or getting traded somewhere, and your team drafting a replacement. I mean, for God's sake, Jared did, Goff. Yeah, I mean, I haven't surprised. I, I would not have been surprised this year if the Lions had taken a quarterback. If you are not one <laughs> of of thirteen guys, fourteen guys, yeah.
3: thirteen, okay,
4: yeah. If you, if I mean, I don't, you know, I, I think if you're in your first two years, I think you're fine. I mean, I think that kind, Ky- I think that so, or someone like Kyler Murray who's shown enough to where we know, even though he's not a top 13 guy, we know he's he's on the right track. But I would say that there's just a lot of, um, I, I think that Jimmy G is in the zone right now where you're in real danger of whatever team getting you is not a hundred percent committed to you. And by the way, Jimmy G is not going to command all that much. And so that's, that's a definition of taking a flyer. But I mean,
3: we've seen teams take that quarterback, uh, like what was it? Case Keenum with the Vikings. They were didn't they go to the, uh, what the NFC title game a Mm -hmm. couple years back? Um, I mean the New York giants, we, I, I don't know if you're with me. I think Danny dimes is kind of a bad quarterback, but the shell around him is quite good. You know, if you exclude the coaching, um, and and now you're like, is Jimmy G maybe the answer for the Giants next year? So, I mean, I think he's in a little better shape than Jared Goff. I, I do feel bad for Goff, though. I mean, that guy was in the Super Bowl uh, uh, yeah. with McVeigh, and, and he's in Detroit now. Yeah, no. And it's looking extremely bleak for Jared Goff.
4: <laughs> I would also say, by the way, the Keenum thing was just an accident because Sam Bradford got hurt. And so you, right. oh, so so, fun, so yeah. you've seen those – those situations play out, but, but, but it's been an extenuating circumstances. I, I think that it's going to be real bad. I, so I was in Detroit a couple of weeks ago. I, oh, I actually, no, no, no. I actually like Dan Campbell for that team. Oh, I don't think that they're going to win a lot of games in 2021, but I think he knows what motivates the rank and file NFL player. And I don't think that he's going to work any miracles in the short term. But I think if you're trying to build a culture and you're trying to just get get guys on the right track and rowing in the same direction, I think Campbell's your guy. I just think that Jared Goff is kind of gonna be collateral damage when you think about the the lack of talent on the roster. I just don't know what he does. And then once he's not commanding some huge contract, I think he's in the I think I think he's worse than than the Garoppolo zone. I think he's he's squarely in the Andy Dalton zone.
3: You could actually make the case that the Lions probably will pull him for the final six weeks, so they get the number one pick, and they trot out David Blau. Uh, okay, in the, the backup.
4: Jason, let me stop you right there. I don't even think golf starting precludes them from getting the number one overall pick. Oh, I'm,
2: geez,
3: I'm that serious. Is extremely bleak. How about this? They go from a rocket scientist, right? That's what Matt Patricia was. Yeah. To Dan Campbell, who's like basically your eighth grade PE teacher.
4: Um, is that harsh? It is harsh.
0: I, accurate, would I, would, I would also
4: say that I would also say that Matt Patricia did not act like a rocket scientist. He did not. <laughs> That's one. Thing. Uh, That's all right, one let's thing go with two noticed. teams
3: to wrap up. Just two random teams. I need whether you love or hate them uh, for this season. Hmm. Starting with the uh, Las Vegas Raiders, who um, have problems once again, uh, financial <sighs> issues. Yeah. Depending on what you read, um, I personally don't like what Gruden's doing. Um, but they seem like they could be plucky offensively depending on if cars in like the top 13 Uh, but Raiders, what do you think?
4: So I thought they had some strange offensive line moves this, this off season. I like their, their skill guys. And I like, Bruden's ability to call place. Okay. Like uh, we saw the funny report of Hunter Renfro beating Jalen Ramsey in practice. Like, I love that. That wasn't I funny. That. that
3: was amazing. That was so, incredible. I,
4: got I I I think there's some talent there. I just don't. A, I don't think that they kind of like the Cardinals problem, right? Even if they're plucky this year, they're not gonna be as good as the Chargers or the Chiefs. They're gonna get the crap knocked out of them by those two teams. So I don't hate them, but I certainly don't love them. I just think it's gonna be another blah year. I think it's gonna be. John Gruden doing a lot of complaining and I, I I just don't, I just don't know what the point of that franchise is right now.
3: Um, all right. The other one is the team that probably my second favorite team this year after the jets, who we will close out with here. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm all in on urban in yeah. year one, but then again, I thought Tebow would make the team uh, Trevor Lawrence rookie of the year, all that stuff. Jacksonville. Can they, can they sneak into the playoffs I, and be decent? They can't,
4: they can't sneak in the playoffs, but they can be decent this year. So,
3: they cannot sneak into the playoffs. They cannot.
4: So, for me, Jacksonville. First of all, I'm high on Urban too. I think we're in the same boat, and I think that a lot of times people misunderstand why college coaches don't work in the NFL. Like Lou Holtz famously quit the Jets after a handful of weeks and just said, "Literally, I literally said uh, God did not put Lou Holtz in this earth to be an NFL coach." Right? Like these, some of these guys get there and they're just like, "I hate this." Nick Saban. Famously, once he realized he couldn't get a quarterback, once he realized he couldn't recruit a bunch of five stars, he was just like, I'm out of here. Um, he, he said that in the past. And I think that Urban, he will have the plays and he'll have the methodology and all that stuff. I mean, it reminds me, Chip Kelly's problem was not the plays. The plays worked. You remember that. It was fire for a handful of weeks. The problem was he just couldn't make adjustments. And that, that happened late in his Philadelphia tenure. And that happened the entire time he was in San Francisco. So Urban can learn from those mistakes and be a productive NFL coach. I just think it's going to take a while because I just think they're building up that roster and it's going to take a little bit. I, I think they can win games. I look at it when, I, when I'm thinking about a team, and I'll talk about this with the Jets. When I'm looking at a team that I th- think is going to be bad, wants to show me something, I just, I just expect them to win games they shouldn't. right? Like, win, like beat some teams where I'm like, okay, I see you, Jaguars, and, and that's what All I right.
0: expect from them this year.
2: If all that sounds too good to be true, it'll sound even better on the new Roku Pro Series. Your hearing isn't better. Your TV is.
4: I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group
2: chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow.
4: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
3: In the NBA, everybody seems to have thought, like, oh, the Phoenix Suns just went to the finals. They hadn't made the playoffs in forever. And the Hawks got to the conference finals. So, like, everybody in the NBA is, like, trying to win this year. But in the NFL, like, I think the Jets are realists, right? Mm-hmm. They're like, okay, we don't have anything. Like, we, we've we got to start from ground zero. We're not winning a ton of games. Let's do this, that, and the other. And I am optimistic. But, I mean, Kevin, what a depressing weekend this had to be. I haven't even looked to see what the McDermott verdict is. Is he—is it bad?
4: Uh, I, I have not let me look here.
3: Okay. Ding. He was carted off the yeah. offensive lineman, projected okay. as a starter, uh two days I mean, after Carl Lawson was done yeah. for the season.
4: So um I cannot find anything here. Uh okay. hold good. on. Um but the, the the Lawson thing is awful because the Lawson signing was exactly the kind of move that that you want to make. The Bengals decided for some reason to roll with Trey Hendrickson over Lawson. They let Lawson go. Idiotic. Um, And then I thought that was good business, and then this happened. Um, there were reports this morning, and if you saw them, that the, the Jets are probably in business for a pass rusher just to try to get something, It'd be a trade or whatever. Um, but they're not going to get a Carl Lawson, that's for damn sure. No. And it's funny to me how quickly it flipped. I was on a podcast a couple weeks ago, Jason. And I all I mentioned was I said, I said, I thought Zach Wilson was the second best quarterback in the draft, he was taken second overall. Let's go, and yeah, and people. Not a lot, but, like, five people were like, you're the biggest dumbass on the planet. You think he was second – you think he's better than Trey Lance? It's like the Jets thought he was second-best quarterback three months, five yeah. months ago. Like, we're going to be fine. Conventional wisdom just flips so yeah. often, and people start to, you know, people start to label him a bust after a couple of practices. It has not been good so far. But I also think, first of all, first of all, um, bad training camp practices can be good. You know, um, I, I, I've been to – Green Bay is a good example, and I'm not. I'm not comparing the two, um, but there have been some some practices where I've looked at it and said, "This is awful," and I'll talk to a coach later, and they're like, "Well, you know, we were just trying to see." If we could do X, Y, and Z, like I gave an example, you know, Aaron Rodgers threw a bunch of practice interceptions, uh, training camp interceptions, a few years ago. One of the coaches said to me, um, "You know, really, Aaron's good on accuracy. He doesn't need to prove to himself or to the fans he's he, he's can throw an accurate NFL pass. What he's doing is he doesn't know if he can trust, you know, the number four receiver. And he's just throwing it up there to see kind of what what's possible there. And I'm not saying that's the case with Wilson. All I'm saying is the practice is for testing your limits. Mahomes does this all the time." and if it's a guy like wilson who his whole thing is throwing off platform throw, throwing off schedule doing lots of weird stuff it might take him a while to to become a fully formed nfl player um and to reign to rein that in for lack of a better term i mean mahomes was ready, everybody says Mahomes ready to be a starter kind of midway through his rookie year, but we don't know what that would have looked like if he had actually started week one of his rookie year. We don't want to know if everybody was watching every single rep of his on August 3rd, his rookie year, what that would have looked like. So I'm not saying Wilson is going to be a superstar. I'm not saying he's going to be good this year. All I'm saying is that uh, for young quarterbacks in particular, the lack of patience to me is is uh, is really quite stunning, and I understand why, and I understand sort of the over emphasis and over analyzing of, of everything that we do now. But I just this isn't this isn't Christian Hackenberg here, okay? Like, let's, thank goodness, let's, let's, let's give it some time. Yes,
3: I will admit, I was not only excited for Hackenberg, but Darnold as
4: well. I was not um, excited. By the I was way, not you... excited for Hack, um, for uh, for Hackenberg. I saw that one coming a yes. mile away. Yeah. By the way, uh, uh, it looks like. I Never mind. Sorry. I, I, I was trying to get a, uh it, it, injury report, and I couldn't. I don't have um,
3: one. Sorry. You didn't reference um, Zach Wilson's awesome nickname, the Mormon Mahomes. By I've right, not right, heard right. that. If you start saying that. It's amazing. Uh, you need to say that, the Mormon Mahomes. It'll stick. I don't know who gets credit for it. It might be Daniel Jeremiah on this podcast, um, but I think he's the one who said it. And it's an incredible nickname. And obviously, he's not Patrick Mahomes. We know that. But it's exciting for my Jets. Um, hold on. You, you said something. You think he's the second best quarterback in this draft. I want to back up. Coming into last season, how would you have ranked the three quarterbacks, Burrow, Tua, and Herbert? And then how do you rank them now, yeah. given what you've seen? I know sample size.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oof. Okay. So, Burrow, Burrow Tua, Herbert. I had him Burrow, Tua, Herbert. This time last year, the only person who really, I remember this, Mike Channenbaum came on my podcast last, right before the draft last year. And I'm, I'm going, I'm doing Burrow Tula, just like we all were on every podcast. Right. He was going, you're really overlooking Herbert. And he was the one guy who stopped me and was like, I think this is being not in a negative way, but he was like this actual, this, the framing of this conversation is disrespectful, to how good Justin Herbert is. And I remember thinking about that. And as that happened last year, I said, damn, Mike Channenbaum, God, he knows what he's talking about. Um, uh, yeah, well this is we're going to let that hang there.
3: Uh, former Jets GM, I'm I, not going to say anything. We're going to let that hang there for a little bit?
4: All right, so... Hey,
3: listen, I think he went to two AFC title games with Rex Ryan and Mark Sanchez. So he, he did. did a pretty damn good job building that roster. So um, that was the last time a Jets fan was fun. But it's interesting. I remember Dan Orlovsky and I went at it on Twitter, and I like Dan, good guy, over Herbert versus Tua. And he was so anti-Herbert. Um, A lot of people And there were a lot of people anti-Herbert. So, But really, uh, let me ask, is it because, A, there was like the tank for Tua, everybody thought he was amazing, (laughs) Alabama, and Joe Burrow was this shiny new object that came out of nowhere and was putting up astronomical numbers that we'd never seen before in college football. Like, is it just like Herbert was like the other guy who had, I think, two and a half years as a starter, or maybe three, and it was just like, eh, Oregon.
4: Yeah, I'm not comparing the two, but I'm going to say that, Herbert and Mahomes had opposite problems. The reason that a lot of scouts missed on Mahomes was because he was trying to do too much because they were always in these 70 to 63 shootouts. Yeah. <laughs> and he was trying to put the team on his back and he was making mistakes because of it. Okay. And Herbert was the opposite where he, he was doing too little and he wasn't able to show what he was capable of. And I think that a, from what I heard, um, including with Daniel and Jeremiah, we talked about this last fall from what I heard, I think that there was, there was just a not a lot on tape of him doing the things that he he was doing in, in Los Angeles. Remember he was thrown into the fire there after the, the horrible Tyron yes. Taylor thing. Um, th- a lot of this was an accident. A lot of this was, they knew that Herbert was talented, but they didn't know he was this good or else he would have been started. No, I don't think anybody did. And so a small sample size. He played really well against pressure, which you always have to watch because pressure comes in, playing well against pressure can come and go. But I also just think that there just wasn't a huge data set or a tape set that showed that Herbert was going to be able to do this. And so I don't necessarily blame people. I still think Burrow can be a superstar. And I think that we've moved off of him so quickly because he plays in Cincinnati. You know, like, I think if Burrow played for for the for the Jets or the Giants or the Rams, we'd be going okay. Year two, he's back, baby. And I mm-hmm. I, I I think that he got. I think he was awesome. I mean, I, Jason, within 20 yards last year, this according to Pro Football Focus, within 20 yards of of uh, the line of scrimmage last year. Burrow, when he was kept clean, had the best accuracy rating in the history of any rookie since they started tracking it 15 years ago. He was fifth in the NFL in that metric. Okay, and that's pretty stable year to year. Is is clean pockets, so he can make the throws. And if he develops this year and and kind of gets past his his early training camp quirks, whatever you want to call it, um, he's going to make the throws. For me, it's about infrastructure. For me, it's about offensive line. Um, but I still think Joe Burrow really does have superstar potential. It's just that he's got he's facing a lot.
3: Yeah, I don't know that people are off him. I I, I said I think on Cowherd show that. The worst quarterback in that division is Ben Roethlisberger going into the season, and people are like, "Oh, come on, Joe Burrow's got to be like that." No, like Joe Burrow, come on, that guy's so good. Listen, he won me some money last season and took some money out of my pocket because I didn't think he could cover a bunch of those games. He's never out of a game. I don't. I'm with you. Uh, Like this preseason stuff, I'm not flustered whatsoever. But I want to go back to something else you said, and I'm sorry to keep you a little. No, it's okay. You know, uh, Herbert is essentially. The poster child for we don't really know anything about quarterbacks right. in the, of the league. I mean, Patrick Mahomes was that guy, but Herbert, like, he played in a weird offense and now he's in a different offense and he's doing other stuff. It's like, why? Zach Wilson was incredible last year at BYU. I don't know what he's going to be like in LaFleur's offense. Maybe he's amazing. It, like, literally, he could be amazing.
4: Yes. Um, okay. So okay, maybe that's
3: a bit strong. Maybe amazing is a bit strong. Sorry. I,
4: uh, but I think you can make that case with any quarterback until we've seen them play. You can. You can. No. No. Tua. Guess. Tua will not be amazing. Right. Tua <laughs> well, we've, seen, I mean, we've seen it. We've seen it. We've seen it. I'm just, no. No. I'm saying if you haven't seen a quarterback play, you can just say, "Hey, maybe if he gets in the right offense, it'd be great." Yeah.
3: I, I, by the way, on Tua, I'm not bashing him, and I'm sorry to interrupt, but I don't recall a rookie coming in and getting pulled twice because he didn't give his team as good of a chance to win As Ryan like last year. And now they got, I think dual offensive coordinators in Miami, the third, third year for Flores, third mm-hmm. different offensive coordinator. Like something's not right there. I, I know they got fuller and they drafted Waddle, but I'm just not seeing it with Miami this year. I don't
4: know. Well, um, I, I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it in 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 a positive trajectory. I'm seeing them as a fringe playoff team, same as they were last year. Um, but unless the quarterback makes a huge stride, I'm not seeing massive AFC East contention. Which I think, frankly, I know that sounds Pollyannish for me to say that I, I I think that they can make the playoffs. But I think that we all thought that by year three, when we saw what they were doing in year two, that that they would be contending for the division this year. I think they're not quite there. Um, But to answer your question, you know, like Jordan Love is a good example of someone where I I, I think that he's, I think someone like Jordan Love is going to benefit from just sitting on a bench in the best offense in football. I'm not saying Matt LaFleur's offense is the best offense in football. I'm saying that system is the best system in football. And he's just going to learn from it. And that system creates easy throws it creates open guys and when he's ready i think he's going to be at least okay um mm-hmm. and so um, among the <laughs> uh he's not going to be it's not going to be aaron Rodgers. no one's going to be aaron Rodgers. Well, he's not um, jordan love will not be, not aaron Rodgers, be yeah, yeah there's, your buzzy, there's your buzzy oh there's your buzzy headline um <laughs> but no with the dolphins I, I i i think that um i'm with you Tua is is number three among those quarterbacks in his draft class. And I don't know, barring one of those guys really crashing down to earth. I I don't know how often that can change because what's interesting to me is you look at 2016, which I think a lot about that, that quarterbacks in that year, because you have Wentz golf and, and, uh, and, and Prescott, obviously. And those guys flipped around so much. Where, if you could, every five weeks you could press timeout and say, okay, let's rank these guys. Wentz, yeah. Wentz was a, an MVP candidate at one point. Golf was, um, you know, made a Super Bowl. And Prescott is probably long term going to, if he's healthy, going to be the best of those guys, obviously, um, when you consider the, those two teams uh, that, that took Golf and Wentz gave up on them. But um, when I think about 2020. I God, what year are we in? When I think about twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. Burrow, Herbert, and uh Burrow Herbert and Tua. I think it might be Herbert, Burrow and Tua for at least a couple of years a now. I don't yeah. think that those guys I'm, are gonna flip flop.
3: I'm with you. All right. Uh he is Kevin Clark from the Ringer. I, it is fantasy football season. So I'm curious. Do you play and what is your team name?
4: I don't I don't play. I don't play. What? I play occasionally when the ringer launched uh, some of the TV writers on staff had a league. Um, I don't, there, I I don't, I want to view it and I don't want to view the game of football in a different way, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, I like to engage with football. Like, you know, I've played tons of Madden in my day. Um, I've, I've never, I don't gamble on football either pro football I gamble on college football. Um, It's just for me, (laughs) I want to view it. I want to view it as, as dispassionately as possible. And nice. I, I, I joke around about this all the time, but you know, I gamble on golf more than anything, gamble on combat sports, whatever. But there will be times where like Xander Shoffley will miss a, a birdie putt. And I'll just, I'll, I will be more mad at Xander Shoffley than any human being on the planet, right? I would just like, if I could, I would scream at Xander Shoffley, right? And sometimes when I think if I gambled on football and like Bobby Wagner <laughs> dropped an interception, and then the next week, I'm talking to Bobby Wagner, and i was like, what the hell was that, Wagner? You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, that is what I'm trying to avoid. And that is why I've never yes. placed a bet on football. And as long as my job remains the same, it, I will never place a bet on yeah. football.
3: Yeah, all right. That's a reasonable uh, answer. And, 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 and listen, I went to Vegas. I had said that earlier. I bet Baker Mayfield, uh, long shot to win the MVP, uh, only because the schedule is super weak. Um, I think that offense rolls people in year two. I think they could win 11, 12 games. Ravens kind of worry me going into the season with the injuries. And now I'm rambling, but there is a world for me where the Browns are like the number two seed in the uh, AFC, and Baker gets MVP love. I agree. I'm just putting that out there, Kevin. You can, you can, you can MVP, sh- MVP
4: buzz, want. and best elite quarterbacks can be two different things.
3: Yes. All right, that's it. Kevin Clark, The Ringer. uh, Follow him, read his stuff. He's great. All right, thanks, Kev.
0: Thanks, Jason. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions.
3: Hey, it's Kevin Hart. In this basketball season, Chase Freedom Unlimited is helping me cash back
0: all my game tickets. Plus, tickets for 23 of my biggest fans to cheer me on while I enjoy the game. Find your seeds. I appreciate the support, people. Eat that pretzel. This will never get old. Use more napkins. Okay, this is starting to get old. Say the tagline. Cash back like a pro with Chase Freedom Unlimited. Chase. Make more of what's yours.
1: Restrictions and limitations apply. Cards are issued by JPMorgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC.
2: Hello, iHeart listener. We have a confession to make. Both iHeart and this commercial you're listening to right now would probably sound a heck of a lot better on the new Roku Pro Series TV. It's got side-firing speakers that fill your room with sound, Dolby Atmos audio that puts you right in the middle of the entertainment, and the ability to pair seamlessly with your home theater sound systems that already have surround sound and booming bass. If all that sounds too good to be true, it'll sound even better on the new Roku Pro Series. Your hearing isn't better. Your TV is.
1: Ready, set, griddle this grilling season. Get the Weber Slate Rust Resistant Griddle with a carbon steel cooktop that's safe for metal tools. It's pre-seasoned and ready to cook on right out of the box. It's the griddle that stays ready, not rusty. This griddle heats evenly edge to edge, it reaches up to 500 degrees, the Weber Works Prep cook and store system keeps cooking supplies handy, and you can carry all the food, condiments, and utensils you need.